That is really bad. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to this week's uh, podcast. I'm with uh, Mr. Squeak. Mr. Squeak, you've drawn the squeaky chair, so um, I do apologise if every now we'll now know how. If you swap still... it with the one we've got the camera on, right? Not now. Not now. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it adds the entertainment. It's the unplugged nature of un- of being slightly prepared and, no un- and unprepared at yeah. the same time. Right, how's it going? Squeak. What one squeak for yes, two squeaks for no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, as long as I don't stay still with my adjustment that we just had, then I should be good. But if I move, I'm squeaking. <laughs> no, we're doing good. Welcome back to another unplugged health series. Very unplugged. Right, time of year. It's getting um, it's getting a bit darker earlier. It was dark, dark getting out of bed this morning, um, so the uh, the brain is saying oh, I could quite heavily stay indoors and and that. And uh, we, I was saying to a patient the other day, we're kind of when you look around us and look at nature, everything's changing. It's season and everything's changing, but we're the only real species that tries to keep the same routine going the whole mm-hmm. whole year round. So we're trying to do work the same hours, do the same thing, um, whether it's summer or winter yeah. so we uh, we started that we'd probably explore the the idea of schedule or scheduling yeah i think that normal and i've definitely been one that someone has suffered in the past with seasonal affectional disorder so sad sad and like this year i've just been really on top of everything to make sure that everything i know i could do is in place to stop me from suffering from it um, previously I've done things like I've self-sabotaged so business has been great and then gone like it's just gone up and down at this time so it, it's the awareness of it but I've spoken to a few clients that their motivation has been a little bit lower purely because I think we've gone from not as much summer in August to having a warmer se- uh, September yeah. to then the last couple of days it's been windier uh, one of my clients is in Scotland so he's had like it's even more of a change and what can we do to actually help ourselves because the na- nature well nature will help us but the nature of the actual changes of season doesn't help us with yeah. our lifestyle I think it's an interesting one is, is that on one hand we've got this expectation that we must carry on doing as we normally do but if we have to also be be honest I suppose the question is should we be keeping the same schedule? Should we be trying to do the same? Or do we go with the flow a little bit and understand I am going to be, there is going to be a shift in uh, in how I function. There is a case of that we feel maybe a bit slow or sluggish. So do we adjust our expectations as well as then also adjust our environment? So you're talking about the SADS lamp. I've got a, lots of patients who, who use the, the um, the, the sad lamp and, and swear by it. Uh, this time of year, we do the vitamin D um, campaign and highlight different things. So I think there's loads of things that we can look into and we can do to help ourselves. But I think also the difference is that to acknowledge that we do function in the in the Northern Hemisphere compared to growing up in where I did in South Africa, where we can produce vitamin D all year round. Our winter is good as an average summer's day where I grew up. And so the idea of SADS was, was not a thing. Mm. The idea of not having enough vitamin D wasn't really a, a consideration. Did you get hit more when you came over? Um, 
No, not really. But I know a lot of a lot of South Africans have. For me personally, I don't suffer from SADS. I'm aware through the years that there is a difference, but I can't say that I I particularly go out of way using a light box and thing. But I am aware that there's a difference in a bit difference in mood and you know your just motivation to get out and do stuff. But I think also it's helped that I've never really grown up with that mindset that the weather is a major factor determining what you should do or not. So mm-hmm. I think there's also a, a psychological element of going, well, you know, it's cold, it's rainy outside, so I, I don't feel like going out, rather than, right, waterproof's on this, we're going for a walk. Yeah. So I think there's some level of that you've got to, you work, you, you, you don't buy into it. But on the other hand, I think there's some of that you've got to acknowledge it, that it does have an effect on us. So, um, so trying to find that happy medium of what works for you. Um, you know, it's, so it, it's an interesting one. But there's also, again, like the vitamin D is a big thing. Um, I, I've, I, as I said, on the SADS light, I'm aware that I don't really suffer that. But even I felt that this year, I'm thinking, I might get a, a, a lamp or something and put it in my office at home. Just, just as a better amount of interest of identifying that I won't get as much direct light and stimulation as mm-hmm. I normally do. But I can't say that I do it from a clinical perspective that I have symptoms. But I know that in the middle of summer, sorry, middle of winter here, if I go to South Africa and hit the middle of summer there, my brain fizzes, I'm wide awake, and I'm, I'm up at half past four or five in the morning. Whereas I could quite easily stay in bed, you know, many hours. Yeah, it's just not on the surface, but you are still getting I'm aware that there, yeah. is a, that there is an influence. So yeah. um, what it must be for some people who really suffer with SADS, uh, I can't relate to, but I, can, I get it. On a, on a superficial level, but I see it with patients. And I think this is where we put those things in place before. Like if we look back at previous years, like if you suffered before, chances are if you haven't done anything, you're going to suffer again. So what can we do to put in place? And I think being, being on top of your schedule, so when I say schedule, your routine, yeah. is that putting yourself first. I think that what can we do to wake up? So my routine that I have... I get up and I'm not having caffeine first thing in the morning. And that that is probably one of the things which I see a lot of people do gives them this dopamine here. It gives this like um switches off like the adenosine receptors and stuff. So we don't feel the tired, but then we get more of a hit when we when it wears off, right? But also activates the bowel and it's like unnatural for our body to do this stuff. So can we wake up without caffeine and not rely on it? Let our body naturally wake up. Now, we also do need that cortisol hit. And I think when it comes more to the darker months, um, it's easier to see who's got lower cortisol, as in like in the morning. Yeah, because yeah. they're very rare, they're not up and at it. And it's not to say, I'm not up and at it all the time. I do take a little bit of time to wake up, but I know when I've had problems with my like, actual natural circadian rhythm that we want high cortisol and then low through the day when before when it was like just flat like it was normal for like middle of the day and afternoon i found it really hard to get going so what what were the things i've done apart from like some functional medicine stuff with supplements obviously this isn't i don't want to say different supplements that people could use with it because i don't want people to self-medicate there needs to be different levels but doing like something to get your heart rate up or going for a walk within the first 15 minutes, having that sad lamp within the first 15 minutes, 
it's really, really powerful. But it's done the night before, I found, that as I've changed my routine, sleeping around half nine, 10 o'clock when possible. If Man United are playing, then priorities. Um, but especially if Ronaldo is going to score in the 95th minute. Um, You're going to stay up later. <laughs> yeah, that. like I've had a couple of later nights and I've felt a bit more tired today. But being having this, I'm in bed by 10 o'clock reading and getting to sleep, ideally half nine reading and getting to sleep. And if I'm a little bit tired, I don't even do the reading, just go straight to sleep. But having those consistent bedtimes is when I look at working with clients and we, we look to improve if people aren't sleeping through the night, consistent bedtimes, consistent wake times is a complete game changer for people for their circadian rhythm. And this sort of time of year, I think trying to keep as consistent as possible is beneficial. We also have that aspect of that if we don't get up at say half six that we're used to getting up and we know our routine or say you've got to get your kids ready like for school and all this sort of stuff. If you get up at seven, that's going to cause you more stress because you're going to be more rushed. So as a result, it's a less than natural reaction from the body. So what can we actually do? And so I have that routine where I get up, I'll have like um, a small protein shake, or not a full serving, just a little bit. So I have fluid and get some calories in me just for the sake that I want that to help regulate my digestion rather than caffeine. And even that change, because I used to have caffeine all the time, even that change, just switching. I have caffeine, I'm not demonizing yeah. caffeine. But that change has really, really helped me. I think also the key thing with caffeine is the difference is some people um, wake up and then will have a coffee. It's just habit most of the time. Whereas some people will have coffee to wake up. Yeah. And that's it's the difference. Is like I'm, I'm hanging, I'm hanging until I have my coffee and then I can get going versus I get going and then I have a coffee. Um, it, it's, it's very subtle difference, but, but it's, it's a very telling if it's someone that doesn't need coffee, they have it because they like the taste of it, why not have caf decaf? That's one of them. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose if you're really like deep into your coffees, like some people can tell, taste the difference between caffeinated and decaf. I personally can't. So there's yeah. still caffeine in I decaf. Th I think that the, the other key thing with that is you go, and this is going into the functional stuff, is depending on how we break down coffee and how we submit, I've got some people who don't can't have coffee you know, after probably ten o'clock in the morning, Someone's got a slow they, COMT they, or something. Yeah, they're going to um, they're going to be awake at night. Other people process it quicker, um, but again, also in the context of you know, if someone's having one one coffee in the day and they're not hanging for it and it's full, full caffeine, then I don't have a have a problem with it. If it's a case, I've got to have a ca uh, coffee to get going in the morning, and I have to have a coffee mid morning, then I have to have it mid afternoon. Just pick up, pick then it's up, like, pick up. well, hang on. Yeah. yeah, there's a stimulant being used there, so delve quicker into why why are you hanging for that coffee or needing that coffee to to prop you up. I think that's where we get into the individual. There's no specific protocol for yeah. like one size fits all, as we say. That like, are carbs bad? No, not necessarily. Not inherently bad, but for someone that's got very poor blood, blood sugar management, we might need to take them out for a bit. Yeah. Are fats bad? No, not inherently. But if someone's got poor gallbladder. Um, they, they can't stimulate their gallbladder very well, then fats are going to be bad for them at the moment yeah. while we fix that. And so like, do, you, do you see that we'd have a, uh, a slightly different routine in winter, you know, morning routine in winter than in summer? I don't seem to have much different. Um, apart from 
See, that's my. I don't. I think I notice I if I miss either. it in the winter. If I, I know, need... if I miss it, I notice it more in the winter. Yeah. But I don't. I do notice that in the winter it's up. the opposite. It, at night, I'm shutting down earlier. I'm aware I think of more of the like, cortisol dropping and the melatonin kicking in than necessarily in the morning. But is that um, because it gets darker yeah, earlier? Yeah. So the melatonin then, has been simulated quicker. Yeah. And earlier on. Um, and I think also it's, it gets colder, so you kind of get home and you think, well, whereas in the summer, it's nice to come home and go, oh, it's still bright, I can sit outside. Yep. You, you kind of, you want to be Do some exercise as well. active longer in the day. So I think in the winter, you know, something like exercise, you kind of want to pick that window to try and do that because if it drifts through to the day, you're very quickly going, oh, the light's fading and that. So I think you've got to kind of almost, be, you've got less window because of the weather squeaks or a nod yeah well that's when i hear a squeak it's not me, and i'm not it? looking then i know you're nodding or fall asleep <laughs> um but then you've got that window because i find for me in winter it's really harder once it gets dark so then it's like late afternoon well yeah because then go and, and then say right i'm gonna you have exercise. that cortisol drop don't you like your yeah. natural um circadian rhythm this is one of the problems that people have is that that nine ten o'clock when cortisol drops yeah they're stimulated by blue light or stress like stressful horror films the news all these different things so that picks that cortisol up and then you've got to wait for it to drop but, for melatonin but people tend to, to use to, to the, the general presumption is that more people tend to do that more in the winter because it's darker early that yeah. the night the, the the night drifts and there's a i read an article a number of years ago which suggested that um you know the the primitive culture the uh the in the northern hemisphere what they would do in 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 the winter is that they would they would go to go to bed and they would sleep early evening so like five six o'clock when it's dark and then and they've got that natural melatonin level and then they would actually wake and then be productive more around midnight and then they would drop again so it's almost like a, d- a double dip sense, cortisol yeah. and so they would be um productive short period during the day and then in the evening but they would have had a uh, uh, no more than just a power nap in the early evening and then in summer they would be very productive all day from an early start productive all through break. the day and, they, and then they would have because it was governed more they were more in tune with the season and the daylight so i think they were probably more in tune and having natural cortisol levels and they've been more switched on to the effect of of sunlight onto cortisol and melatonin whereas we use a lot of artificial lighting yeah. we are re-stimulating now, i think our biggest challenge in the northern hemisphere is that we're trying to create the same schedule same routine all year round so well yeah people because like, people I go are to going to work time. in the dark yeah. you have to be at, the, at work at a certain time so there's this question is that whether if we have got the the, the ability to could do we could we change slightly our, our routines around the day so that we can target into when we're more productive and when we're less productive because we are animals and we are affected by the seasons. I think another thing you mentioned about the caffeine and people like having different reactions to it. When I look into people's like genetic side of things and genetic snips and slow COMT, like that they're slow to get rid of stress hormones. That's when we have to look at when people exercise. So yeah. for someone like that, it would be better to exercise before work or in the morning if it's ideal. But for someone that's got slow clearance of stress hormones, cortisol is higher when we work out. To finish work and then exercise 
could then be impacting their sleep. And that's where it gets the catch-22 of like, well, when can you exercise? Well, it's after work. Okay, we might need to work on it, take exercise out, just having a walk, a, a lower intensity thing to get your sleep right, to then bring the exercise to the start when yeah. you can actually wake up earlier. Um, and that's having that conversation with people, like, why is it doing it? High cortisol, we're not clearing the stress hormones quickly enough. And well, I suppose we, also uh, then if you if you do work with and you're balancing blood sugar levels and you're getting at least a, a better sleep pattern, identifying, managing stress levels, you're going to get a clearer idea of the yeah. ability to get closer yeah. to that routine. And that's probably then looking to like levels of methylation and stuff. Out. Well, we won't go into that stuff, but yeah, it's like you'd have to go into it. There's a whole rabbit hole you could go into. If but there's a lot of people whose routine is gen- generally I have to be at work at a certain time and yeah. I get home at a certain time. Um, and I think that's my observation is is that through the seasons, um, people are, people feel more limited, but they, and then you get the influence because of the daylight hours. But uh, again, I think there's there is that element of as you said the SADS, the vitamin D. There's other things that we that we can do, and um, and probably with the exercise an element there is a bit of. Well, the weather's not great, but it's it's still fine to go exercise. Um, mm-hmm. I need to identify that that's an important thing to keep keep going. The beauty, I think, these years, we've got far better um, clothing, so we can we can oh, yeah. weather the, the the weather a bit, wrap up warm and stuff. And very often, once you get out and walking, you know, um, once you get going, and that it's really can then winter can be really great, but. Your, your routine and the, the uh, consistency of routine can really easily get, get, get thrown. I think, and also like summertime, like I don't like walking and exercising in the summer. Like this, this time of temperature is my favorite time. I wear my baggy trousers, keep the heating off, even though my wife doesn't. Like Rachel commented on her post yesterday that she went and put the heating on when I was at the gym. I was like, it's still September. Not now, but... It is about all about routine, and I think like to switch your routine and to keep your routine first, like you have to put yourself first with the awareness of that. Then you can be there for other people. Yeah, and also that the routine will actually be fairly individual because two people in a household will have a slightly different needs, and they will process the change of season far different. We also find within our centre. This is the time where where people are aware of more cough, cold, sniffles from a change of season. So traditionally, we would uh, we would find that there was traditionally supposed to be said that there's more um, cold flu remedies uh, sold in the change of season rather than in the season. So the change of season with a change of of temperature, change of light, um, puts more stress and demand on the body. So it's also then looking at those things, like maybe some people would will focus this time of year a little bit more on some vitamin C, a little bit more on their supportive diet and bringing, um, supporting the immune system a bit more because especially those with kids, with young kids bringing the, you know, snotty noses home from school and that, we find more challenges in the change of season from, from summer to autumn to winter than the other way around. I think um, as opposed to in, when once we in this in the season we're actually now in a more stable situation. So this time yeah, it's of year, the adjustment, the change. Yeah. yeah, it's the adjustment which changes, and that puts stress on the body. Um, the body processes that there's a stress, there's a change, and then 
stress hormones change. So the change of the season is more more demanding. Uh, my observation is more demanding than actually in the season. Mm. So this is the time when people will find you know cough awareness is, is certainly key. One of the things I I speak to people with is that. Um, as we've said about waking in the light just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal but the common cold yeah. isn't normal it's yeah. common and it, it's if you like some people oh, I get my one cold or two colds a year but but why what can we do to improve that and yeah. how, how can we make our immune system a bit more resilient being aware of stress like well, I, the interesting thing with resilience I'm not over too fussed that if someone picks a cold I'm more interested in how long does it take them to to process and get yeah. over it. If it's like oh, I've had cold for you know two or three weeks, it's like that. That's that's a long time for the for the body to process that. I remember we, being we, we, getting a cold primes our immune system, and we actually want that exposure, um, but we should be bouncing back quite quickly from a cold. But also, I remember like competing in bodybuilding, and I'd have colds for like weeks because I would just train for it. Because it was just a cold. Yeah, but you're just adding more stress yeah. into a stress system. I wouldn't do it now, no. Like if I had a cold, be gone be gone the next day. Yeah. Like I'm like ninety nine percent certain if the cold came along it would be gone the next day. But it's putting the things in place to know. Yeah. And also as I said, to putting things in place with time in mind. So the classic example for us is vitamin D. So this is the time where within our center, we, we speak a lot more about vitamin D. We use the vitamin D testing so that we can get a better idea where someone is and what dosage they can do through the winter. Because if it is low and they want to build it up, we want to start now because it can take two or three months to get that. So that's coming into the winter. It's no good looking at vitamin D and thinking, oh, my, I've, I'm, my health has now deteriorated. Maybe vitamin D is an issue. And now it's already in the middle of winter. We had that the, the bizarre situation last year with COVID, where the government came out and then started giving um, supp- vitamin D supplements into the care homes in January, and it's like, and they, they and they were very low dose as well. Yeah. And it's like you've missed the time frame because if they are low, you're now getting them ready for spring. You need to be looking at vitamin D now. So it's also looking at the absorption as well. Like if you've got a very low fat diet, it's not necessarily going to be as good. Yeah. So like looking at like overall, like adding the vitamin D is a great thing to add. Like it's a little bit of the foundation, but if you're eating no fat, it's going to be hard for your body to absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's, is that pre- being prepared and being aware now? There's a transition in 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 um, seasons. So forward planning. Yeah. yeah Easier said than done for a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when the when as I said when the routine has been stipulated by something like work and stuff so but there's still things we can can control definitely i'd love to know what the people listen to this what their routine is and whether theirs change yeah where does your routine change through the seasons are there certain things that that you perhaps focus on are there some things that you focus on that we we haven't covered or um or unique to you um, certainly drop us a line or on our emails or social media or on the comments I'll send you answers uh, on a postcard yeah I think they're still postmen nowadays labelled to to the one P.O. box P.O. box squeaky <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and let us know and so um, yeah change of season great opportunity but also it uh, puts some stress on the body so uh, what's, how do you prepare for that cool. until next time have a squeaky one Keep squeaking. <laughs> <laughs>